Chapter Five of Little Miss Joycing by John Luther Long. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Bugs. Presently the gardener came with some sharp tools. Miss Joycing shuddered. He put some boards up against the grating so that people could not see. She remembered that she had wondered before she became a pine tree what they were put there for. And then he said ferociously bugs he went all over her with his sharp tools and cut and hurt her dreadfully she would have cried if a pine tree could and she would have wished herself at home if she had not been too much disturbed to even wish besides just then the prince came down he would make the gardener be kind to her she knew and anyhow it was a prince in her vicinity but the prince was in negligee and had a foreign cigarette in his mouth and he had no idea of worshipping her now. That was over for the day, and he showed that he was glad of it. She did not like him so much that way. Found the bug, he asked roughly. There is no bug, Augustness, said the man. Find the bug, said the prince, or I will have you whipped and confined. His tone was so shocking for a prince of don't care what, that Miss Joycing could not help a little flutter he saw this. Something still disturbs the spirit of my ancestor, or else it is the spirit of a fool, and that was most shocking. It was distinctly calling her horrid names. Suddenly the gardener, to save himself, pretended to have found a bug. Ah, he cried, thrusting the knife into Miss Joycing. Now, though she was a tree, it hurt just as much as if she were a girl. She wanted to shriek, but of course could not and this made her situation all the more heartbreaking. Just try and fancy it, someone putting a knife into you, and you not be able to say a word or move a limb. I knew it, said the prince, striking a match upon the back of the gardener and lighting a fresh cigarette. I always know. Trim that ragged branch away. Augustness, protests the gardener. It has been that way for, lo, these three hundred years. It was there the foreigner cut off the slip. Off with it, thundered the prince. Before she could catch her breath, the gardener had snipped it off. Now fancy that, if you please. Again she suffered all the pangs of dismemberment. She looked down, expecting to see the blood flow, but there was only a ragged white end, wet with sap. And even then the gardener put something on it, which burned and hurt for days. Fancy that, too, putting caustic in a fresh wound on a tender limb. Now let it alone, said the prince. So she was left alone all the rest of the day, with the grating shut, and no one to see or to pity, and she could not cry. But a dove, noticing her sadness, came from a torii nearby and sat on her tallest limb and spoke softly to her. At first she did not understand, but the dove spoke very slowly and soon she comprehended every word. It is very beautiful to be the princess pine tree, said the dove. No, it is not. They have hurt me, and I'd like to cry, said Joycing, and cannot. Ah, often I am hurt and would like to cry, answered the dove, and cannot. It is so all over the world, and with all the creatures. Only men and women cry. But I don't like the prince as much as I did before I ever was near him, 
and I hate to stand still all the time. Yet I have wished to change back to a nice little girl, and nothing has happened. It is perfectly terrible to think that perhaps I shall not have another wish. You know, in life we each have a certain number of wishes. No one knows how many. And as long as there are any of our wishes left, we get everything we wish for. But it must be with all the heart. Then, when the last wish is granted, we can have no more. I suppose all that is the matter is that I have not wished with all my heart yet. I cannot have exhausted all my wishes so soon. Why, I have scarcely wished for anything yet. No, you cannot have exhausted all your wishes, smiled the dove. And perhaps you would not like to soar away off to the sky as I do. You would probably be afraid. So it is better that you wish to be a pine tree rather than an eagle, for instance. Yes, admitted Joycing, I always get dizzy when I go up high. If the prince were anything like I thought him, I should not mind. Ah, dear, no prince is what we think him. But I am lonely, and I will not be lonely. I never was until I became a pine tree. You shall not be lonely, dear, said the dove. I will call every day. And there are bugs. Joycing shivered audibly. Ah, you do not like bugs. Neither do I, but some of the creatures find them great fun. Some eat them. There is one in that limb just below, and he bores dreadfully, and he buzzes, buzzes, night and day. He spoils my rest. I, I, I wish you'd eat him, ended Joycing desperately. The dove was distinctly embarrassed. I, I'd like to oblige you, dear, he said. No one is more obliging than I am but I do not care greatly for bugs. Er, has the owl called yet? No, no one but you has called. Well, I'm going now, and I'll ask the owl to call at once. Only he never calls before six. He is so correct in everything. I think he is fond of bugs, and he is so wise. Just mention the matter to him. Goodbye, dear. I'm not going because you asked me to eat the bug. Keep up your spirits. You will like the owl. Yes, if he likes bugs, said Joy Singh crossly. End of Bugs